Good to get this freak in the Freak Nation. And I call him a freak because it's his first NHRA National Series championship. Flying those Lucas Oil Colors, NHRA, alcohol, funny car champion. His name is Doug Gordon. He joins us here in the Freak Nation. Plenty of division series wins and championships, but this is your first national championship, Doug. Uh, How in the hell did you finally grab this and grab the money to go on this national tour to win this thing? You know, we've been, uh, you know, just, this is just a fortunate year. You know, things just went our way. We, um, you know, we, we started, you know, the end of last year, we had a great car and, uh, you know, I ended up, you know, overdriving it and turning it upside down to Vegas and, you know, just destroyed pretty much everything we had. We had to take the car, cut it up, throw it into a dumpster. And so we had to start over this year with a, you know, a new Johnny Lindbergh chassis that's never been tried before, you know, so we start off the year with a driver that uh, has lost a lot of confidence because he, you know, he wrecked the last time out. And then, uh, you know, then we got a brand new car that never has been, been down the racetrack before. And, you know, the guy's never built a car before. So it's like, okay, well, we're going to take a, a car and try to learn how to race again with, we don't, with a car that maybe works or maybe doesn't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we started the year off and it, uh, you know, we went testing at Vegas and kind of worked out a few bugs on it and kind of built some confidence back more in me. And then, um, you know, just started running good at Pomona and just, I mean, the car just ran good and things went our way as opposed to getting a bunch of runner ups like we had in the past few years, the, you know, we turned runners up into, into wins and, uh, that's what it takes to win a championship. This is Doug Gordon, the NHRA top alcohol funny car champion. He's in the speed freaks pits. Doug, a few weeks ago, we had Megan Meyer, the top alcohol dragster champion. Both of you had some incredible seasons championship seasons obviously both affected by the pandemic COVID-19 delays cancellations no fans how'd that affect you she told us how it affected her how did it affect you you know it really uh, you know we we were very frustrated so many times you know going okay we got a good car we got a chance of this and so we're like hey we're just gonna go wherever there's racing but it's you know we're like okay there's a there's a race in Dallas in May okay we're gonna go we're gonna go so we we got, okay, we're the truck's getting ready to head out. And, you know, I was talking to other people. Okay, I'm going to fly out of here and go to here. Then they're like, oh, you didn't know about the quarantine? I'm like, what? <laughs> so we had to, you know, we had to rent a car. We had to rent a car to drive to Vegas to fly out of out of Nevada instead of California so that we didn't get quarantined when we got to Texas. Um, you know, things like that that we had to, we had to battle. And then, yeah, I say, yeah, every race was, you know, week to week. We find out two weeks before the race of where we're going to be going, you know, but we knew we knew we had a car. We knew we you know we we had the funding this year with Beta Motorcycles coming on board, and so we just said, hey, if there's a race somewhere that we can race at, we're going to hit it. So whether the race was going to go to Gainesville, Florida, or whether it was going to go to Texas or you know New Jersey, wherever it was, we were willing to to make the commitment to go. And um, you know it made it tough, but it also made it it gave us a, a slight advantage this year. You know we ran Vegas or Pomona actually that, um, you know, the, some guys didn't race. And then when it came down to the whole national event series, they only ran six races. Well, you had to claim five. Well, we, we had the ability to drop one. We didn't actually need it, but guys like Sean Bellamy and stuff didn't have to, couldn't drop anything. So when he lost first round at Indy, it really put him in a bind and, uh, gave us a big advantage. And then we, we, then we win Indy. So it made, gave us a big advantage. So, um, so in ways, it, in ways it was frustrating and hurt us, but in ways it kind of really helped us out this year. It gave us a, somewhat of an upper hand, but we had a good car, and I think that we had the capabilities of winning it if it was uh, you know regular series or, or what. We just we did good this year. 
Yeah, but you've got you've got the business side of things that you've got to worry about. You've got mechanical things to worry about. You've got talent. You've got you just so many different things pulling at you. I want to go back to that mental thing that you alluded to earlier in which you had to build back your confidence in the offseason. You did that. But then all of a sudden, hey, here's another delay thanks to COVID-19 and the season kind of being put on put on hold. How did that affect you mentally and how did you get that back once the summer kicked off and, and things were good again? Well, luckily, luckily we got to start this, the, you know, this, the, um, the, the season early for us in Pomona, you know, so we got to start there at Pomona and, uh, um, and get, you know, start building my confidence back. So by the time we got down with Pomona, I was ready to race, you know, we were, you know, I was, you know, like Vegas, it was tough and the start of Pomona was tough. But once we got to, once we got to Pomona, we were dominant car, number one qualifier. I mean, low AT of every round. And it was just a matter of just, you know, just keep, get, keep the car going down the track and, you know, we're likely going to win this race, but we're used to running up a lot. So we, we, we kind of felt like we were probably, you know, had a good chance of just getting another runner up, which we unfortunately did. Uh, we ended up, uh, we had a tranny break, which we've never had that happen in 30 some years of racing. We had a tranny break and it actually blew the tranny up and, uh, leaked, leaked fluid on the track at the same time. So even though we got a runner finish and then it ended up costing us a five point oil down penalty. So that was a, that was a struggle all year long. We thought about that five point oil down penalty all year long. Cause this, that mm-hmm. could have been the thing that was going to bite us. If we lose this round, if we lose this, this world championship by two points, it's because of that. And, um, so that was tough, but, but after, after Pomona, I felt confident again. I was ready. To, I was back to my old Doug Gordon self. Okay, then speaking of Doug Gordon, 2020 top alcohol NHRA champion, funny car champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. So you've got that five point thing weighing over you from the beginning of the season. Fortunately, you never needed it. Why? What do you attribute that to? I mean, I know in a couple of articles I've read, you say, hey, your daughters, as your two new blonde mechanics for the year, they were maybe your good luck charm. What was it? What can, can you put your finger on what specifically it was to make you guys so dominant this year? You know, I can't say put it, you know, on one particular thing, but I will say, yeah, the girls did a fantastic job and I, you know, maybe they're lucky charms, you know, they're, they're super good racers in their own, in their own aspect. They race, they run junior dragsters and they win a lot. They're, you know, they've won a lot of championships and they're, they're winners. And when they came to be part of the team, you know, maybe they brought us some winning luck, you know, but in, in general, I think that, um, we made no mistakes, you know, all year long, there wasn't like a, you know, this fell off and we lost the round because of that, or we made it, you know, there was no mistakes all year long. We made the, we made the right calls. We raced smart. We had a fast car and we had a, we had a car that uh, was capable of being number one everywhere we went, at least number one or number two with the, with Bellamere, wherever he was at. So we knew we had the capabilities of doing it. You know, we just had to get the luck to go with it and make the right, make the right tuning decisions. And a lot of stuff in our past, you know, we, we want to blame it on bad luck because we didn't, you know, we didn't win races, but in, in hindsight, a lot of it was probably just mistakes we made by trying too hard in the final rounds or, you know, doing this, doing that, that wasn't, that wasn't the right move. But in general, this year, the, the turning point or the biggest round of racing was Dallas, hmm. um, against Sean Bellamere the going into that round. I mean, every round counted pretty much this, this year at that point. And, um, you know, we knew we needed to knock him out. We're going head to head with him a bunch and we knew he had to knock him out. He was going to hit us sometimes. We got to, we had to get him down sometimes. And, uh, that round at Dallas pretty much made it to where we could, uh, you know, we hit, we had an easy road from there to win the championship. Can you describe going back to the family being on the road together the entire season? Can you describe just how amazing that was, not only for your girls to learn 
more mechanically that could only benefit them further down in the future in their racing careers. But just you guys together in such a wacky COVID-19 year, it's a little bit of a silver lining in such a crazy year. Oh, no. I mean, you know, we spent so much time on the road. I mean, yeah, it was a shorter it was a shorter race you know, as far, as far as how many races we went to, but we ran a lot of races in a short period of time. So we were gone a lot. So, you know, it's tough being gone. You know, I fly out and I'm gone for, you know, for almost a week at a time for each race, it seems like. And, you know, I hate being, hate being gone from the family and stuff, but, um, you know, my wife got to come to some and the girls got to go to all of them and they were, you know, so they were, they were there with me on the airplanes, you know, so we got to enjoy the, you know, the airplane experiences. And then, got to take them to a lot of different places i mean you go to places like you know indianapolis and gainesville florida and you know topeka kansas i mean just a lot of places that you know that we all you know take a little bit for granted because i've been there so many times but they haven't and it's like you know i'm actually in india or i'm actually in you know in kansas or i'm you know all these different states you know they're starting to count up states they've been to and stuff because it's you know it's a big deal in so many different ways and um, you know, competitors on other teams were joking around about, you know, Hey, you know, we're getting our butt kicked by, you know, teenage girls. <laughs> it was, uh, it was kind of a, you know, yes. kind of a joke around the pits, but, uh, they did a good job and I was, you know, I was so ecstatic to be able to have them with me. And it just, you know, made this season really a dream season. I said it one way or another, whether we win the championship or not, this was probably the best season of my life. Hey, Doug, settle down. Topeka, Kansas, please. Your daughter's going to go to Las Vegas. Hey, Daddy, we're going to Topeka. Yeah, right. That's that's about as thrilling as watching me put my shoes on. They want to go to Vegas and all the bright lights. I don't care how old they are. What if they're Royals fans? So? Kansas City, baby. That's that's Kansas City. That's not Topeka. Doug acting like that's the metropolis of all. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, we all have our our spots in it. You say, we got... You know, we live so close to Vegas, you know, we get to go to Vegas all the time. So that's kind of a, you know, they race in Vegas and I race in Vegas and they're, they're in Vegas all the time. So these are, you know, in it, every racetrack is different too. You go to, you I know, know, Doug, you just, turn, I, I love I, the turn. I love the uh, return road at uh, Topeka, or at least the, 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 not the return road, but the, the, the road to the staging uh, lanes. It's like, it's like a mile long or two miles long. I think to get there like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's the first thing your daughters think of when they wake up in the that return road for uh, for Topeka. God, I can't wait to go back there in 2021. Doug, Doug Gordon joining us here in the Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series Alcohol Funny Car Champion joining us here in the Freak Nation. If you had the money in your current situation, would you be moving up into top fuel? No. Uh, you know, for me, uh, racing alcohol funny car, um, is a, is a way you can race with your family and, and, and do it, do it for fun. You know, when you get into the top fuel deal, it turns into more of a business. Um, I've been around the top fuel stuff. I went, um, racing with Blaine and Allen back in the day. And, uh, you know, so I've been around it. I know a lot of people that do it and, um, the way we do our things, we do it, we do it for fun. We do it when we want to do it. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a funner, you know, less stress way of racing. You know, we race as a family we, and we win and lose as a team. And, you know, when we lose, there's no yelling, there's no fresh, there's no people mad. There's no whatever. It's like, Hey, we, you know, we've learned from our mistakes and move on. But at the, at the end of the day, we do this for fun, you know? So it's, uh, you know, I think that alcohol funny car racing is the peak of what I would want to do. I can't, I can't say that there's anything higher up that I that I would want to do. Doug, a great family business, Morro Bay Cabinets. If you didn't have that, would your answer be any different? 
Uh, that's possible. Yes. No, for sure. Yeah, that's possible because if I, if I needed the money, you know, then, uh, you know, to, you know, then I would maybe try to pursue, you know, professional career in it, you know, but, um, you know, the business I, you know, business I get to run here for my parents, more big cabinets is, you know, a successful business that we do well. And, uh, you know, it supports me and, and the race car and my family, you know, all that we need. So, um, you know, yeah, that would, that would, that, that could be the case if, if it wasn't for that, then maybe yeah, professional drag racing would be where I'd want to be. Doug Gordon is the top alcohol funny car champion in HRA sporting those Lucas oil colors in the category. Doug, how much of a jump is it from alcohol to nitro funny car? Uh, you know, I've never actually hit the gas in a, you know, in a top fuel car. So I don't, I don't know that answer for sure. You know, so, um, uh, you know, I've thought about, I've thought about making, you know, some runs in Del Worsham's car, like, uh, you know, Shane Westerfield did and stuff, uh, another Lucas oil competitor. Um, but, um, <clears throat> you know, so I don't really know. Um, but, uh, let like me say once again, I just, you know, I just so fortunate to do to be able to race the way that we want to race, you know, and, um, um, I love alcohol funny car. Bam. Well, hold on, though. No, this will be the last question. Asking for a go. friend, does Morro Bay Cabinets deliver nationwide? What if someone wants a she shed in their stocking for, you know, this holiday season? Can you ship all over? So basically, no. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we've we've done we've done cabinets as far as we did the Whiteleaf House in uh, in Colorado. We've done, I mean, multiple racers, you know, Mert Littlefield and uh, Alan Johnson and Gary Selzy. And you know what, buddy? I don't need your cabinets. Just roll on down to Justin Vineyard and, and send me some damn wine, will you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You guys could get some uh, uh, some Eclus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paso Robles native. Are you, are, were you born and raised in Paso? I was, I was born in San Luis Obispo, um, which is just 30 miles from here. And, uh, I've lived in this County all my life. Badass. Oh, wow. Greatness. Yeah. Hey, Doug, man, uh, go out there and do something special again for 2021. We'll get you back in the freak nation. Yeah. I'm going to try and put this Lucas oil car, uh, you know, near the top again, no matter what, it's going to have the number one right next to Lucas Oil all year next year, and I'm excited to, excited to show that off. Beautiful. Douglas, thank you, buddy. Okay, thank you, guys. Oh, that's greatness. How about that, man? Hanging out, one of the greatest vineyard winery areas in mankind. I love Paso. Paso. Oh, he lives there. 